Y'all know it's got good time. It's me, it's me. It's Ronald E. Smith. And today I got a good chance to sit down and chat up with a good brother, but also too, a man who is proud to always say, I'm not just an athlete, I'm a punter. Let it be known who I'm speaking with. I'm talking with Marquette King. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, my man. Just living life and enjoying it, as always. How about you? Yeah, I can't complain, man. Look here, brighter days are coming because of 2021, so that's all we can ask for in, the, in, in, these, in these days. Exactly, exactly. So, look, I think the one thing is that people can look at you on the outside and they see a man who is not shy whatsoever. It, it ain't afraid to be who he is. But on the other side, people can look at you and they say he's brash, that he's bold, that he doesn't like to follow the rules. But if we can go out and straight to the point and ask this question, because the only person that would know is the man we're speaking with right now. Who is Marquette King? Marquette King is just, he's a fun-loving guy. You get to know who he truly really is. Uh, and the people that aren't misunderstood, uh, that have never met him, know who he is. Because they understand what I go through as a person. So, um, yeah, I just like to have fun. That's basically what it comes down to. Why do you think that so many people, majority of the time, want athletes to stay in one corner and just kick the ball, throw the ball, shut up and just play without also getting your chance to show who you really are? I think a lot of that comes from, uh, I, I've never really understood it, but um I've been in situations where I've been told I need to just focus more on football and all that. But at the same time, especially being a professional athlete, it easily get burned out if that's the main thing that you're focusing on 24 seven. Like it's impossible to kick a ball all day. Like it takes me about you. And a lot of people don't realize when you, the more you get away from the game a little bit, you get better, but I don't know. I don't understand why people think like that. But from my experience, you kind of set yourself back as an athlete if you don't um, if you don't try to focus on things outside of your sport or whatever you do. Because once you get out of your sport or whatever you do, when you depend on other people to get things set up for you and everything, it just sets you back even further. And it's harder for you to do things for yourself. Do you see? Do you see that? this kind of set the person that you are today, like this built you up for the journey that you've, you've set yourself on since the beginning when you first got into sports as a child? I mean, I've always kind of thought outside of the box all the time. That's one of the main reasons I've been misunderstood a lot. Before you before you even thought about doing the pun game, you 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 were straight up with the wide receiver game all day, every day inside of that. Yeah. But then you as you started to grow and evolve through that, you shocked everyone and said, hey, I want to go and punt. A lot of kids who do grow up, they think more wide receiver than punting. So what made you want to go with that? It was it was very therapeutic for me. Like punting the ball is super therapeutic and I just enjoy doing it a lot. Like I'll take my headphones out on the field with me and just kick. And um man, I just enjoy watching kicking the ball up in the air as high as I could, watching it spiral and turn over and kicking it as far as I can. So it, it was more of a therapeutic thing for me, but then when the coaches realized I was actually good at it, it worked out. As you went, you decided you got the scholarship 
to go to an HBCU college. Mm -hmm. First of all, that is something that, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of college kids, at least kids in inner cities, don't really understand the real joy of going to an all black college. You know, there, uh, there's, some, there's some that connects with that. You know what I mean? So with your with the time that you were there, what, what were some of the big things that you can say you can look back on and be like, yeah, I had a blast during that time? The parties for sure. Oh, um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, the parties were pretty lit there. Um, but I think I had a blast trying to learn how to make something out of nothing. Like, we never had all the bigger, better things that a lot of the D1 schools had. But going to HBCU, it, it, I enjoyed learning the lessons I did learn, just practicing on a probably not the best field or lifting in a weight room with probably not the best weight, weight room equipment and uh, probably about the size of a classroom, maybe smaller. So I really enjoyed doing stuff like that because that's what made me who I am now. That's what gives me my mindset where I just want to dominate and just be the best at what I do. And that drive that you just said of what that helped with your determination, do you think what also helped lit a fire under you was when you went undrafted? to win the Oakland Raiders, when no one drafted you and you had to go through the process to get signed by somebody else? I mean, I, I kind of knew I was not going to get drafted. Um, but I just, I think the fire that was lit under me was just, I wanted to have that job. I, I, my goal was to not have a normal job. My dream wasn't to play in the NFL. So I just didn't want a normal job, but like I was really good at punting and I just wanted to be the best. I'm like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna just be the best at it. So that's that's where my fire came from, just wanting to be the best so bad. Why why was it so passionate for you to say that I did not want to have a normal job? Um, because just seeing like the mindset of some of the people like maybe in my fam or um or just people that I've been around, like older people, they're like, you need to get a job and work hard for somebody, blah, blah, blah. They're happy sitting behind a desk or um, it's like, I just didn't want to sit. I don't like sitting down. I like to move around. I like to just see stuff, explore. So I just wanted to just get as far away from that as possible. And look, for your fire and, and, that, and that determination that you wanted, you got, you got, you got somewhere to show up your pun strength. You get one up to say, I went down at the time, the Oakland Raiders. And look, look what you did. For for a person that says, says that way, I went undrafted, you you went all pro. Who can say that? Who can wish that I transitioned to a punter and you became what you wanted to say you wanted to be, the best punter? Yeah. When did that ever, when did you get a chance to really stand back and look at yourself and be like, dang, I made it? I'm you know what? I never, I never thought I made it, and I still don't. Like I still got a ways to go. So, I feel like the day that I feel like I made it is when I'm, when my career is complete. That'll be the only time I feel like I made it. But like, I feel like I'm still in it. You know? If someone looks back and and just remembers Marquette King as a Raider, what would you want them to know you as at that as your time with them? Uh, I want them to know that you can still get your job done being yourself I feel like uh and i hate how it is but i feel like a lot of people feel like they have to fit this mold or act a certain type of way to get a job and uh, i feel like when you when you get to that point it definitely disturbs your happiness 
as a person. And uh, I just want people to realize they can still live a normal life and have fun and uh, execute their job at the same time while doing it. And just speaking of that, we because we, I see your motto has always been have fun. You know, yeah. don't take life too seriously, you know, because you, you only have one life to live to do the things you, you love to do. Exactly. So you also ventured and showed up things you that people that may not have known that you could do. You dance, you sing, and you produce some music. So, but where did that, where did that come from? Like, were you always a musician growing up? I made, I made beats. When I was in high school, I was making beats. And uh, I, uh, when, the more football became more serious, I pulled back from it. But then uh, when I was in Oakland, we would practice until like two o'clock in the afternoon then I have nothing to do for the rest of the day. So I'm like, man, let me just start making beats again. Like, got so much time on my hands and I don't wanna just sit at the house and do nothing. So I got more into it and decided to start putting my voice on track. So, and it just bloomed into that. And then when I went to the Broncos, I met this singer named Annabelle and she helped me explore that talent a lot more. Do you have right now, and it could be either the people who are current or in the past, do you have any singers right now or artists that you're like, these are my top three or my top five? Uh, Calvin Harris. Um, man, I listen to some of everybody, but Calvin Harris is my favorite one so far. His music's just like happy music. I love happy music. I love music that makes me think about going to the beach, like California vibes, uh, pool party vibes. And he makes all of that. So I like that. I mean, clearly, like the few tracks that I checked you out on, we just said about chilling vibes and just, you know, just vibing going, especially, look, look, you're driving right now. Literally, two of your songs represents that with two of them looked at hard and happiness. Like, yeah. you can just chill, you can just sit back, play that on, and you're cruising. Happiness was the track I made uh, before I went to the XFL. I actually like this song a lot because um, I was just, it was a song I made when I felt, I was really down about making the decision to go to the XFL, worried about how people would see me uh, going from the NFL to the XFL. And it was more like a track where it's like, man, forget all that. Like, I'm gonna just do what makes me happy. Like, and kicking a ball makes me happy. So, yeah. Isn't that what you just said before? You know, like being an athlete, you just wanna have fun. And exactly. the, stig the stigma that, people you know really with the xfl but before it was recreated into in 2020 was that people say oh you're washed up players you know you're not legit players anymore yeah so the, the idea is a normal thing to have but look what you did with the xf even the short period of time it had with itself it, uh -huh. definitely, it definitely showed that y'all must have forgot who my name was because i still do the thing with the short period that you did have with the xfl what what do you take out of that uh, I regained my happiness. I lost it because of just seeing, uh, realizing the fact that it's no loyalty in that game, period. And uh, feeling like you went all out for an organization like that, uh, being accepted by all the fans and stuff, it, it just blew me really bad. Like I was just down because that was a place I really wanted to be for a long time. And I just, when I went through what I went through, especially going to Denver as well, going to the XFL, seeing how the people treated me, showed so much love and the XFL encouraged 
players to be themselves more, it helped me find my happiness a lot. So the XFL was really big for making me, helping me bounce back mentally to, to find my happiness. Because who's, who's to say? I probably would have went back in the NFL and maybe had to, somewhere close to the same mindset I had before, you know? You, you never know what can happen in certain situations, you know? Some things that you least expect can be the best things. Exactly. And because exactly. of that, and I, then I love to know then, what were your feelings when, the, when XFL was cut short during the pandemic? It was bittersweet. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I probably got, I got smacked so many times kicking the ball, but I had fun. <laughs> uh, it was crazy, but I met some really good people. I met some really good coaches and uh, it was cool. Cause it, it was a good feeling to know that you're not alone. There's people that's in the same position that I'm in uh, somewhat. And we all just found a way to have fun, dance through, through the, the rain. And speaking of just, you know, feeling alone, a lot of people felt that way during the pandemic, during lockdowns, you know, feeling that there, there was no, there was nothing we could do because you're, 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 you're in your own thoughts. So during that time for yourself, during that period, what did you learn about yourself? Um, I think I learned more about myself when I got let go from the Broncos than I did in the pandemic because I already went through it before everybody else went through it. it I went I went through a dark time when I got let go from uh, Denver. As happy as I was to get let go from Denver, I uh, I went through a little dark time. I was in my house all day, every day. But I went through what I went through and I learned what I need to learn about myself. But through the pandemic, I just had more fun. I was like, they got a lockdown, but I'm probably just go somewhere, maybe hike a mountain or something, bring a bottle of wine and just enjoy myself, make more music. So yeah, I'm, my pandemic was pretty simple. Seeing how where the the place that you were back when when the when the Broncos cut you and you were let go, you you can you know you keep saying that you were in a space where it was just a where you were just lost. Yeah. But seeing now, where you are now, saying that you're happy. You're, you're just in a better spirits. Can you say that that road that you want, that road that you once wore when in the dark really helped find the person that you are right now? For sure, for sure. Because now it's like, if somebody don't like me, then I don't care, it's their loss. And another thing you realize is it's not meant for everybody to like you. Like you attract the people that it's meant for you to attract. And you don't have to. You don't have to go out of your way to impress people or do so and so. Just continue being yourself, and what's meant for you will happen. And that's the lesson that I learned through my little dark times because it, it just. I just never could understand how people, someone could just dislike you, without getting a chance to meet you, and because uh, it's easy to communicate. All you got to do is just communicate, and a lot of people don't do that. Um, but like I said, if it's meant for them to like you and you attract them. And that's what it's meant. That also goes with the, of how how big you are on social media. You know, on both, whether it be YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, you're public. You know, you you're not afraid to show who you are. But what comes mm -hmm. with the positive comes with the negative of people who look at you and either say that you're oh this guy I haven't seen this guy in the league in how long he's whack. Oh his music. Yeah. Oh I'm not I'm I'm not impressed by that. So you always will get those people with negative energy. For sure. How do you push those people aside and say, I don't, I don't need to hear your voice. Say what you want. Just, I just don't pay attention to them. I actually, sometimes I don't pay attention to them. Sometimes I give them a compliment. <laughs> um, 
because like honestly most of the time that's coming from a place of uh insecurity on their behalf and uh everybody doesn't grow up the same everybody doesn't go through the same thing so people don't know how to handle their emotions sometimes so if somebody hates me that much then it's probably it probably has a lot to do with them hating something about themselves so that's how i see it can you say honestly if you look back when you were on when you did get cut think about like and where you were now at the end of 2020 be close to the beginning of 2021 looking back look at what you did accomplish not only that you got over a million streams for spotify with your music who can who can how many people can say they did all of that while also just still being not signed up to anybody like that that's something on your chest you can be like yeah i did that no it's i don't think a lot of people can say that and i appreciate my little team that i got out here christian pfeiffer like he's been in the music world for a while cecilia collins been in the music world for a while um and my boy blue so man they gave me some advice on how to grow my stuff and and how to attract fans and it's definitely paying off and i don't like you said i don't think a lot of people can accomplish that and that's definitely a major accomplishment that I'm super thankful for. So, and it's only going to get better because anytime I put my mind to something or manifest something, it, it usually happens 10 times bigger. So. From the, and just seeing from the Instagram videos of you collabing with other YouTubers, you know, it's, it's, it's been seen, it's just seeing how much you are embracing what this is. And a lot of athletes kind of push this aside, especially other sport brands push this aside. You know, uh -huh. so if you could, if you could put a message out to young athletes who are starting to get their way into the game, what would you tell them about embracing themselves and to also spread their wings out more than just to football? Man, I would just say, just do it. Like the, the only way I experienced it was just, just doing it. I mean, shut the, out, shut the outside noise out and focus on trying to accomplish things that you want to accomplish because people are going to always have something to say whether it's good or bad like nobody's ever going to be satisfied with whatever you do so you just got to continue to do what you want to do and the feeling is just like falling down a hill like falling down a jumping down a mountain or something you just got to spread your wings and just do it because if you don't somebody else is and if you don't do it you're going to regret it later when it's all said and done, you want to look back in your life and say, did I give it my best? Or exactly. Just, or just say, you know, ah, oh, I wish I did that. I wish I could have done that. Exactly. That's why I'm still punting. Because say I stop punting and somebody gives me a call and I haven't practiced, then I'm going to regret not giving myself a chance. So 2021, we're here now. We're going through the new year. And you just said it. You telling people I ain't done yet. Y'all, I'm having fun doing my business. I'm, I'm venturing out here and there, but don't get it twisted. I'm still what I am. Exactly. For the rest of the future of this coming year, what does Marquette want? Marquette King wants to be back in the NFL. He's going to be the best NFL punter when he's back in. And uh, music's going to take off for me as well. And I just want to make an impact around the world as far as showing people to continue being themselves. I feel like it's a lot of people that's out there not really being themselves and they should because as you get older, you only got so much time and you don't want to waste it trying to impress other people being something that you're not. So my goal is to help people find who they are.
So I'm going to throw this at you. W would you rather, would you rather be performing and on the field at the Super Bowl, or would you rather be performing halftime at the Super Bowl, singing your newest hit song, your new biggest song? You said, would I rather be performing in the Super Bowl or at halftime? Yes. Huh. I'd rather be in the Super Bowl, uh, playing in the Super Bowl. That'll be way more fun because I can perform like after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I throw it at the party. Just be like, I'll, I'll play it. And, and yo, guys, give me a break and run up the, run up the stage and I'm going to sing your good song. Watch this. I'll tell you what, in this lifetime, that is not flying in the NFL. They will not let that happen. Maybe in the NBA, but they will not let that ride. But after after the Super Bowl, yeah, we'll probably be able to set up like an arena or something. See, that, that's right there. Look, and look, you be the first. You say the NFL is just way too strict on their rules on, and letting their athletes basically just have fun. Let them be. No, no, no. They let them have fun, but like, they're not, you're not finna play no game and they're performing. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't, I yeah, don't think yeah. I would even, I, I couldn't. I would have to stay focused on what I'm doing in the game. But after, like, after we win, it's going to be fun. Soft fair game. It's going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> So Marquette, this has been this, to me. This has been a really good talk. I think with people who've looked at you on the outside and think of you as tr trouble, have think of you as a as a, as a basically someone who has to poison locker rooms, not getting to know who the person is behind the helmet and getting to know mm -hmm. that, I'm more than what the media kind of portrays me to be. So what can you say to, to people who are like you, who's who wear their personality on their sleeve. And sometimes they may, people may look at them at a hard way. What can you say to people who are, are afraid to be who they are? Man, it's, you either do it or you don't. And then at some point, I don't know. I, I just felt like my back was against the wall to where it was like, okay, I can, I can try to be a certain way, but I'm gonna still get bashed for being a certain type of way. And like, it just bothers your happiness. So. I feel like my happiness is way more important, you know? Right. Happiness is way more important. Just like uh, relationships are way more important than using people to get in certain places. Like, because at the end of the day, people aren't gonna be in these important positions for the rest of their life. True. They're gonna have to depend on relationships and true friendships. Because once you're done doing what you gotta do, job-wise, friendships are what's really gonna matter at the end. The ride or dies are the ones you know that will be with you to the end and to the end and beyond. Because people, the yeah. hang-ons just want you to what you can give them. Exactly, exactly. So I, with that, I want to know, for the people that have been by your side, the people who have uh, stuck by you, have picked you up, that you couldn't walk anymore, I want you to give them love. Shout out their names and show them the heart of why you care about them so deeply. Go on, go nuts. I, I don't think I could give names because it's people, I went to find, write a whole book down. It's, a, it's a <laughs> people, it's some Raider fans, it's some Bronco fans, uh, St. Louis Battleheart fans. It's a lot of people that show a lot of love to me. So um, I just couldn't name like a handful of people because it's a lot of people that actually write me in my inbox and stuff on my social media that show that they really support me. And um, I don't know, all I can say is thank you. 
what I really want to do is just throw like a huge party or something for the people that really are super cool with me or support me that much. So I'm still plotting on that. I'm gonna do something for them just to show I appreciate them. And when it's all said and done, the day when you get get that opportunity to go back to the NFL, what thought would be in your mind the moment you step on the field? Finish, finish the job, finish my career, finish where I need to finish and get away, finish the legacy. And that, ladies and gents, is 100% real. My name is Ronald E. Smith. This here is the one and only Marquette King. And we just had a blast doing this. Thank you very much. And I'll say this, I will see you again. My man. <laughs>